The Puritan's Guide to Fall Songs Guide. Have you ever had a Bill Tonight's song is... You haven't found it yet. You haven't found it yet. You just haven't found it yet. You haven't found it yet. Found it. We are talking about the song, You Haven't Found It Yet off of the 1991 album, Shift Work. So, the reason I chose this particular fall song um, is manifold, but uh, probably the the most um, relevant is that this came out in 1991, which is the year that I graduated high school. Um, and it was also, um, you know, in many respects, you know, obviously a change for going from kid to, um, less of a kid, (laughs) still stupid kid, something of an adult. Um, so it's like a transitional song, right? You know, for me... Quick question: Had you listened to the fall before this, or have you been into the fall for a while? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I I, I got into the fall in high school, and um, but even at that point, I was just exploring. Um, you know, as a lot of people get introduced to the fall, you know, um, in a sides or discussion in grace or you know. Um, name your your favorite you know fall introductory album from right. the 1980s, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Okay, no, I just want, I just wanted to check in. I figured you had, but I wasn't I wasn't sure because like I know I got into the fall a little later. I think it was after high school, but that's because I lived in the middle of nowhere, and so <laughs> you know <laughs> it was probably harder to find fall albums. And they didn't show yeah. up in the flight that I remember. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, there was the, it was a, a nineteen. It was I think it was ninety one. It had to be ninety one. Uh, it wasn't ninety. Uh, it was one hundred and twenty minutes. Right. Uh, perf- great MTV um, right, right. show. Couple hours like uh, once a week at the you know it, I, it started at like eleven o'clock on a Sunday or something. Yeah. I swear it was like no, it was really the most ridiculous time. But I didn't have MTV, but sometimes I'd spend the night with someone who did on purpose <laughs> yeah just to watch it yeah maybe it was exactly. Friday nights no that was that was night flight I think Friday night yeah night flight was Friday I think uh, I swear it was Sunday, Sunday night it was like late Sunday it was it was really late Sunday Headbangers Ball was late Saturday night I remember that yes that's right <laughs> which was mostly horrible but yeah go ahead. anyway well, so they they were on 120 minutes uh, in 1991, and it was like I remember it was like the most surreal thing because it was hosted by like some vampire guy that I, I can't even recall, <laughs> and it totally looking back on it, um, it totally had it was like a vampire middle school talent show, you know. Um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> Yeah, it was like it just it 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 was just so surreal. Um, and they play I forget 
I wish I, I should have I should have done more research on this to figure out what songs they were playing. But oh, okay. um, it was off of I I think they they were off, it was songs off of shift work or at least a couple of them were. So that was kind of my introduction, and I didn't I didn't pick up the album after that. Um, it was many many years later that oh, I yeah. So it was it was many years later that I revisited um, the these albums, um, you know, the, the Fontana years albums, um, of extricate and shift work and code selfish. And, um, you know, it's funny. I, I, as I, as I go back and, you know, as I, well, as I listened to them, but over the years, as I've gone back and, and listened to them, you know, it was certainly, it's not, it's not a period that a lot of people clamor to, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's not. It, it's a, it's a, you know, and, and and that's another reason why um, I I wanted to to talk about this song um, because it is um, it's you know it, it's a it's it's very you know symbolic of the the, the other song certainly from shift work and and, and somewhat from extricate extricate and code selfish. Um, but I, you know, which I, I lovingly refer to as the Fontina years instead of Fontana because it is kind of the falls cheesy period where <laughs> <laughs> they're trying, you know, it's, it's very much, um, it's very much a reflection of the time. And, and so for me, it takes me back, you know, in a, in a nostalgic way to that big transition in my life of graduating from high school and going out on my own. Um, right. But as a song itself, you know, it's just, it's just that eternal, you know, it's that song of the eternal struggle for finding significance in life. Right. Um, it's, it's his search for, perfection of or just satisfaction of happiness of love of just accepting life um and i just find it interesting because you know as as i am um of the age now well so are you um you know where i'm like you know ha- hopefully halfway through you know and i mean i mean that is yeah. you know maybe hopefully i've got another half to go yeah exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of like thinking about the song. I realized that this song was his, was Marky Smith's. It was his halfway point. You know, this was this is pretty much his halfway point when he wrote this song um, in his in his fall career, um, and you know what turned out to be his life. So, yeah. um, I, I just I find it you know just just a, a fun you know opportunity to 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 revisit what it means um and you know as as you listen to the song um it it's obviously you know pretty pretty repetitive um he he as reminds well, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry in, indeed yeah um, but you know, it's he's obviously as as in most fall songs, he's uh, he's you know talking to himself, but he and he's also talking to us. 
and, and so as, as many times as he reminds the listener that you haven't found it yet, I mean, it, it's very much about him, too, um, in his search and um, at this time in his life. You know, the, the thing about the, the, the Fontana years is that this is the post-Bricks years, right? Yeah. So, okay, so this was, um, you know, their breakup – she leaves the band, um, and then they carry on and uh, sign to Fontana, which is a, you know, a phonogram subsidiary. And this was like – this was a big deal, right? Because um, this was 1990, you know, when you have just – you have the, the emergence of grunge in the Seattle scene, but you also have – you know, Tupac, and you have Public Enemy, um, and you have, in England, the Manchester scene, right? Yeah, um, exactly. That, that's, a, that's emerging at this time. And so all of the record companies are going crazy for the Manchester scene, trying to gobble up and sign everybody that they can. And it just seems so funny that, you know, um, you, you know, you just imagine, you know, somebody pointing, you know, in the direction of the fall and saying, hey, what about them? You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh, they've been around for twenty years. Yeah, might as well, or whatever it was, fifteen. But right, but yeah, no, that, that's what it really seems. But this time period really seems like they not out for money, but they were definitely. It was like Captain Beefheart, you know, blue jeans and moonbeams period or something. Yeah, guaranteed. Where it's like, I'm gonna try to do actual songs and we'll make them sound nice. And people will buy them or not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> no, that's exactly it. You know, um, I think I don't know if if Fontana thought that they were getting the next Stone Roses or Happy Mondays or something, but um, yeah, instead, instead they got the fall. Um, and you, you see, you see a lot of that on Extricate, which was the first of the three albums. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's still fallish. It's still you know somewhat abrasive, not approachable, just pastiche. Um, you know, it, it's it's not like Shiftwork, which is the album that you haven't found it yet. Sits in the middle of um, because with Shiftwork, you know. True to form, after the ex- extricate, they they did a world tour in support, um, and then towards the end of that tour, um, he sacks <laughs> Martin Brahma, who had, he had brought on, he had brought back into. The oh, fold. that's right. Okay, yeah, the original yeah. guitarist, right? Who he brings back into the fold uh, here after Bricks leaves, and then uh, and he gets rid of Marsha uh, Schofield at the same time um, during this tour. And so what he's what, what he's left with when he returns is just the you know the four piece um, for for shift work, which was what was intriguing to me about revisiting this album because you know it's just him and Craig Scalin. Steve Hanley and, and Simon Walsingcroft. Um and so and, and I forget Hardy, somebody he 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 plays like fiddle violin, I think, on some of the songs. Uh, okay. But anyway. But for the most part the four it, dudes, right? Yes, yes. So it's just the four dudes. And um right out of the gates, you know, on on that on the first song, so what about it? It's like 
it is just sets a completely different type of vibe for the album. I mean, this it's it is Manchester scene. It's kind of like him him saying, "Okay, you know, you signed us. This is this is this is the shit that all the kids are listening to." Here you go, and, and so that song is like poppy, dancey, and it just it just sets sets a very different tone, and you see that throughout this entire album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's um, it's pretty stripped down, um, and it is it's you know pretty you know pretty poppy. Um, it, it's it's also pretty sanitized. Um, right. on the surface, musically, and in terms of the, the organization of the songs. Um, which is interesting, you know, because it, you know, at the time, um, it reached 17, I think, on the UK charts, which was, okay. which was, which was the highest, um, any of their albums had charted at the, up to that point. I think Friends Experiment was, the highest before then, but oh, okay, oh, yeah, yeah which so. so it's super approachable, right? So it's like some so people were paying attention and and they were interested, and I think it's just so funny to think about at that time. Like, I wonder how many of those people who contributed to it charting at seventeen um, thought that this was like you know the the, the newest you know. Band out of the scene at the time. <laughs> oh right, right. They didn't know, right? Yeah, I gotta know. Although I don't know, it kind of seems that if you're a kid in, in so I would say that if you're a kid in England, maybe not. If you're a kid in America, possibly. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because. Well, but then again, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not British. What do I know? But uh, it just always seems that way. It just always seems that way with the fall. Like it seems like they were always there, like bubbling under the surface. Like they didn't have like the big name recognition of like Joy Division or New Order, obviously, but or anything like that from any of the other Manchester bands, you know. But um, but that they were there, and yeah, they were yeah. And plus, Tom Peel played the hell out of them. So, but oh, anyway, yeah. That's just that's just uh, a guess on my part, supposition maybe even I don't know. But that is a pretty funny thing to think about, I guess. Especially when you see a dude come out and he's like middle aged and he's like saying, "Yeah, right." <laughs> like that, that's what like, I think what? about. So, so they did they did this big world tour following Extricate, and mm-hmm. and then for shift work. There was really no promotion. I mean, they did just a few, like, you know, European gigs in the in the spring and the summer, and they did some festivals. And I, it must have been so great, you know, at, at the Reading Festival where you have James and De La Soul headlining to see right. The Fall come out, right? Right. <laughs> right. You know, so it's like 17,000 people or whatever, you know. It's obviously, if we look at shift work as a whole, you know, before for kind of delving into the song, it, it was like it, it was very much a critically, you know, divisive album, and, and understandably, a lot of other people, you know, saw it as, you know, this is this is Marquis Smith, like he, he adapting to the moment um, in a way that he is trying to, you know, take these elements, but also 
um, desanitize them in a lot of ways. If you if you you know listen to the lyrics throughout throughout the album um, on the songs, I mean you know the original LP is divided into two sides, of course, and, and side one was titled Earth's Impossible Day, <laughs> and side two is. Side two is the is notebooks out plagiarists, you know, and it totally seems like that is a dig to all of the kids in the Manchester scene, you know, and yeah. like get your notebooks out, kids. This is how yeah. it's done. Um, well, especially with like, uh, I just think of Happy Mondays. What was that guy's name? Sean Ryder. Where mm-hmm. I just remember it being a big deal. Like his lyrics were so mystical, and, and I listened to him. Now, I, I never, I didn't listen to him at the time much. I mean, occasionally. But I listen to him now and I'm just like, this is really horrible shit. So I yeah, can understand yeah. why, like, yeah. why Marky Smith would be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> Especially to, to bands like that, that were like leading, that were the leading quote unquote bands of the Manchester scene. There were others, I think, that saw, that saw the intentions of shift work and, I saw, I saw the old the, the old Vox review of it, and they declared it the album of the year thus huh. far in 1993. Album <laughs> of the year. I think the review came out in January, but I. <laughs> <laughs> in right. any event, um, I'm not I'm not sure. You know, uh, you know, the last you know, you know, week or so of just revisiting this and listening to the album. I'm not sure I enjoy it all the way through. Um, but maybe I do a little bit more now than I did in uh-huh. the past. So maybe maybe that's a big step forward. Um, you know, there there's just go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, to be honest, I don't think I'd ever gotten the shift work. And like yeah. there might have been one or two songs that I'd heard on something or on a live tape or something. But I, there, I hadn't heard much of anything off of it, and so it was nice to have you pick this song so I could go listen to it at least a few times, you know, just to see what it was like. And the fact that it comes after Extricate, I find really interesting because Extricate has like telephone thing and Bill is dead, yes, which is right. which, and actually was the first album I bought by the fall, and I had heard. Oh no like, way! Yeah, so I was probably like nineteen or. 20 and there's one of the record stores on uh, Mass that wasn't Buff Garden. <laughs> I think they had a tape of it and, the, and I, so I bought it. It was, you know, super cheap. It might have actually been Buff Garden. Anyway, but the stuff I had heard by them was totally not telephone thing. So when I got right. home, when I got home, I was like, what is, what is this? What, what, what did I buy? So I don't even think that's true. <laughs> much at all until, you know, many years later going back, going, oh, I should give that another shot. And so, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I, I, and so I, oh, I was just going to say that this period is kind of a, definitely a lost period for me yeah, so far yeah. within the fall, just because I haven't gone back to listen to a lot of stuff from this time period. Like, um, it's usually early stuff, strict stuff, and then sometime after 2000. <laughs> or something. Sure. But that's about yeah. it. Yeah. So. That's exactly it too. And, and I think I, I think this nineties period was it's the one that just gets neglected the, the most. And, and, and maybe that's warranted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, and I think it would also be hard to be like, you know, having come out of, well, at least it was somewhat gradually, where you come out of like the more anarchic beginning stuff, or first mm-hmm. four or five albums, and then you move into the Bricks period, which is definitely a polished version of of the fall. And then yes. when you get, and then you move into this, which is even more polished. So I can under, I can kind of understand where they might have lost some, you know, hardcore fans along the way. But uh, but yeah, it's still I don't know. It's it's still an interesting period, just because they aren't. He isn't just playing a tape recorder into the microphone or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. They're right. trying to figure out that, different ways to do it. And there are certainly elements of that. I mean, you know, but on this. On, on ship work in particular, I think from start from start to finish, you know they're they're approaching it as just a traditional pop band four piece, and you see that in all of you know um, just the the different grooves on each song, and they're grooves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like on, on the second track, Idiot Joy Showland. I mean, probably, you know, which is pretty scathing. Um, so that's that's a certainly a return at, immediately after So What About It, which opens the album. Um, but, God, the, the bass line on, on, that, on the verse uh, of, of that song is just awesome. It's just a standout, and it's, it's one of the best, of, you know, just period, throughout the fall. Yeah. Um, he was such and a he has great like, bass player, though. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then you have, you know, his, you know, the the introspective third track of Embryo Man. Um, this is probably the most known song. Oh right, I forgot that album. is on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's certainly very introspective, honest. Um, it's you know thematically, you know, similar to you haven't found it yet. It's a seasonal cycle of longing and. Um, you know, it, it's it's the one that I think most people would probably recognize. Yeah. Um, and I, and I love the line like sitting and staring on a beach somewhere. I'll tell you something. I wish it was in Edinburgh. You know, like only you know, it's like everyone else in the world would be like, I'm sitting and staring on a beach. And this is <laughs> you know heaven, right? No, I just I wish I was you know in like December in, in Edinburgh in December. You know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally makes sense with good old Mark but yeah um, but I totally forgot that was on this album so that makes sense well um, I, I think others you know leading up and then following that you know um, Book of Lies is an awesome song and it, it's you know it's it's, unf- it's pretty unfamiliar I think to a lot of people um, it, it's a great it's a great short track and it is it is very much, I think, the the best example of you know the in, the intent of shift work, you know, of mixing this pop um, and four piece with the fall, with you know what what we you know know of the fall. Um, mm-hmm. War of Intelligence, you know, follows that, and I think you know those two tracks are you know are are really for me. Um, the standouts on this album, um, but the reason you know I I like you haven't found it yet um, is because it is even though it, it, you, you know the message of the song, um, 
it's nope, you're not there yet, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> nope. Whatever it is you're looking for, nope, sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> keep looking. Um it's all phrased everything. The 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 music and the the verses and the chorus, it's all phrased in the you know, the most upbeat and poppy way of songs during this entire period, I think. Right. So line you haven't found it yet. I wonder how much uh this is some sort of Marky Smith answer to still haven't found what I'm looking for. No, exactly. That that's a good <laughs> good point to come up to bring up because yeah. um that would have been it would have been the time, right? Yeah, Didn't yeah, it was around out? that time. That was like it was yeah was that 89 was that 80s? 80s? 89. 80, 80, 80. I can't remember. It was, it, I think it, it was before. It was before. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, but it was a huge song. But it definitely feels like some sort of, re, there's some sort of relation to that. They just, they just seem related in some sort of way. Well, I hope they are, you know, because the song <laughs> starts off, you know, with, with him just kind of, you know, painting a picture of aimlessly driving around London, right? And right. Just, just making circles around London. So if you picture him driving with with Bono, you know, riding shotgun, and Marky Smith singing this song to Bono while right. they're cruising uh, around Camden Town and, and just all the lights of London and... And um, I just imagine, like, it gets even better if you think about them just going in a roundabout, you know, like European <laughs> vacations, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for hours. <laughs> yeah, it, right. It's not that he can't get over, he just doesn't want to. Cause he doesn't got want Bono. to. Right. Yeah, he's got Bono in the car, so he's <laughs> forcing him to go around a roundabout for hours. He's like, oh, missed it, sorry. Yeah, that would be, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want that movie. Well, there's old fall moments, but it's definitely like the intro where he's yelling through a megaphone, like, where are you oh, going? Yeah. Yes. Well, I think that that, and that's important too, because the, you know, that's how the song starts. Exactly. Um, and it uh, and it immediately follows the song Shift Work on the album, which is, of course, about shift work. Um, and how much it sucks. And if you work in, in, in his case, it's, it's 10 to 5, right? Not 9 to 5, you know. I think, that, yeah, it was something like that. It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if you're, if you do that, then, you know, you're going to lose your lady because you're a sucker doing shift work, right? That's, yeah. that's what the song is about. <laughs> so it, so you haven't found it yet opens with him, you know, in the megaphone yelling, where are you going? This work has not yet reached cessation, you know, and, and it's like, oh, okay. So you just imagine, and I think this is great. It's very lyrical. It's like shift, the song shift work ends and you just imagine that he's getting in the car and just driving away, you know, and just, you know, you know, flipping his job, the bird. And now he's just driving around, London trying to figure out his life, you know, figure out what it all means and where you go right. from here. And that's exactly what, you know, I think we we all find ourselves doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll probably too often, but but the song, I just imagine like the song too, if you the 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 music of it, the thing, you know, it's um 
I, I, I like Scanlon's riff, and I, and I think because it, it reminds me of a like semi-defeated kind of ignorance is bliss, middle-aged suburban like version of <laughs> yeah. the No Bulbs riff, right? Yeah, No Bulbs totally. is No Bulbs is one of my my favorites and classic, of course. Uh-huh. Um, and it just it reminds me the riff itself is like thirty years older living in the suburbs, you know, and just watching, <laughs> you know, you know, cricket on TV, you know, it's like, <laughs> exactly. that, that's kind of, but, but it's, it's there's, there's something comforting about it. And it is, it is the music itself. I don't know. It, maybe that's a reach, but it's kind of this ignorance is bliss, you know, counterpart to the lyrics of the song. When you're 20, that idea seems a little bizarre and you're like oh, i'm never gonna do that and then you get to it and you're like what <laughs> fuck you i'm alive shut up kid <laughs> that's why i really like this song and everyone's the, the thing about the lyrics about this song is like it's it's pretty repetitive like we said like you said but um but there's all these weird lines like your pen is encombed in mattress it seems so clear Totally yeah, which, which is the idea of the simple song, right? So, like, everything's right, simple, right. And, then, and then it just goes off on a weird tangent or something. So, uh, I really and like that's that. One of the, yeah, and that is one of the two lines, which are very fall-ish, of course, where he cracks up as he's singing them, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Like, he audibly cracks up singing that line, along with, you know, the into the top shackle mental saw down of your head line. Right. He's like, well, you know, reading it off this piece of paper, uh, I mean, it looked good when I wrote it down, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a line of trying to... You get inside your head or, you know, sawing your head in half to try to find clearer thoughts. And and, the, and then you, your pen is going to the mattress. It's, it's like, uh, you know, it's just you're, you just can't stop thinking, right? It's like you're you're lying down to go to bed, but you just your, – your mind won't turn off. And um, yeah. there's, there's no peace to it, right? So – um, and you can't even write it down because your pin is in the mattress. <laughs> you can't even find the damn pin. <laughs> <laughs> 